can, if we're, if we're, if we really want to, we could cut part of one out and just insert it in the other. I mean, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. If you, yeah, whatever. I mean, we can do, we can do whatever. I mean, the the world is our. Do oyster. what you want, what you want with my body. Do what you want, what you want with keeping, my body. Keeping. <laughs> do you know that song? No. That's a Lady Gaga song. No, yeah, that's probably why I don't know it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it's, it's actually a really was, good. Was song. Was it by Metallica? No. It then was, I don't know it. No. Um, are you a monkey? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm close enough. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna kill this intro. Um, right? Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make up for last week. Okay, sure, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> it's really not that hard. You start with your name. My name is Patrick. <laughs> and I'm Francesca. And this is last name basis. Mm, I give that intro a. C plus. You're not the boss of me. <laughs> um, well, I'm not your boss, but I'm really good at doing intros for our show. You're not the co-host of me. <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> I'm the only host you've ever had. Um, so uh, how's how's your week? How was this week for you? It was busy, very very busy. Yeah, you spent. And it's going to continue being busy. You spent a lot of long nights at work mm-hmm. this week, mm-hmm. which was really was really sad. Yeah, for and, you. Yeah. I, My work is super exciting. You know why it was sad for me? Because I really, really want to watch House of Cards season three. And so far we've been able to watch one episode. I'm sorry. And it's mainly I'm sorry. I don't I don't want to keep you from House of Cards, but I also don't want you to go on to House of Cards without me. No, and I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that to you. Really? No, I really wouldn't. I haven't watched any episodes without you. But this is the thing, is that we started off on a bad foot because the night House of Cards came out, Netflix didn't work. Yeah, we were all set to binge watch that. No, we weren't going to binge. We were only going to watch two episodes a night. That's that's what you say. You say that all that's what we, the time. That's what we did. And then with, when it's good and we've got we all did. of them in our queue, we that, just binge watch. That's what we did with Orange is the New Black. And it was really good because we were able to stretch it out over the course of a week. And it was great. And I was really prepared to watch two episodes on that first night. Mm-hmm. And Netflix decided that they were going to mess with my emotions and not work. And I'm really pissed about it. And listen, Netflix, if you would like to be a sponsor... I am willing to talk to you about it. But first, I'd like to talk about the fact that you need to be prepared when people are going to tune in. Like, how could you do that? I could have watched. I could be up to episode three. And instead, I'm only on episode (laughs) one. And I really could have watched those two episodes when it first came out. Go easy on Netflix. They made the show that you're so excited about. So you got to, you know, give them a little leeway. No, listen. Give them a little little padding here. I just want them to know that I take this very seriously. And if someone from Netflix is listening, which, duh, they're totally listening. What? (laughs) (laughs) You don't think think someone? Probably not, no. Okay, well, if someone is, I would just like to express my displeasure with the fact that you weren't ready Mm -hmm. for us to, to watch the show on the first day. If you know, I don't think anyone's listening, but if you know Mr. Netflix, please pass this information along. (laughs) Mr. Netflix. (laughs) Um, yeah, I think that, I think that that's really important. Um, I found out about this new text message app called magic. Have you ever heard of it before? Nope. It is an, a text message service that will get you anything that you want 24 hours a day as long as it's not illegal. Mm. Isn't that cool? 
Yes and no. I mean, don't they have don't they have like a number of services by which you can get almost anything? No. So you just nope. No? Nope, those don't exist. So, like, what would you... And how much does this cost? It's got to cost okay, a small the, fortune. No, no, no. It doesn't cost a small fortune. What they do is they, they give you, like, a little service fee, and they add it to the price of whatever it is that you want. So, if you texted them and said, hey, can you go buy me my groceries for me? They're going to give you the they they give you the grocery price first. Hey, but what if what if it's, you know, I'm outside to get, of normal business hours? Okay. I'm trying okay. to get them as a sponsor. So, could you just not naysay? Well, if they answer these questions, we can answer them. Okay. We can provide I, these answers to our listeners well, yeah, they, on if, the air. If it's outside of like normal business hours, then they they figure it out. I really don't know how it works, but they they do like um, groceries or plane tickets, and they give you the price built in with like their little tip service, mm-hmm. and then all you have to do is say yes that you want it or no you don't, and then they will deliver it to you. I just think that's really cool. You know what I mean? Like I would text it and I'd be like, dear magic, can you please <laughs> send me some self-esteem? I feel really <laughs> sad today. <laughs> right? Yeah, totally. How much would that cost? A lot. So self-esteem is expensive. Yeah, it is expensive. Or what if your self-esteem was really cheap and then like that would make you feel really bad? Or what if you wanted like a like a unicorn hoof or something like that? Yeah, I mean, it depends on Send them on a wild goose chase. I'd like the, bring me the holy grail. I'll pay whatever your asking price is. I'm looking for Carmen Sandiego. (laughs) (laughs) Can you please tell me where in the world she is? Bring me, bring me a Where's Waldo book. Please circle all the Waldos. (laughs) (laughs) Now I kind of want that service just so I can, we can ask for all those weird things. And you know what? If they brought me a Where's Waldo book with all the Waldos circled. I would send it back. I would be Because how useless is that? (laughs) You asked for it. Well, that's true. But I would. you'd be like, you've proven yourself. (laughs) Yeah. I just think that it would be worth it. I would pay for that. Welcome to the inner sanctum. I would pay for that because they mm. did their job. You're a made man now. <laughs> <laughs> that's like how you, that's like your induction exactly. into like the Sopranos or something. Right, into, into the family. That's really funny. Did you know that how you raise your pets is actually indicative of how you will raise your children? There's a new study. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. It says that there's research. Wait, that... I'm supposed to be the one that has the studies. I talk about the studies. Oh, science corner. <laughs> Boom. Who's in the science corner now, bitch? Um, Facing I the wall, though. <laughs> Put you in the science corner. <laughs> Go don't... to the science corner. <laughs> no one wants to be in the science corner. It's cold and damp over here. <laughs> it's in, lonely. In the science corner. Put your spectacles on. Um, I'm here. Welcome to the science corner. My name is Francesca, and this week we want to talk about a new study that shows that there's a connection between how you feed your pet and how you feed your child. (laughs) According to James McWilliams, 34 to 59% of dogs are overweight, and research shows that overweight dogs also have overweight owners. Mm. Well, that's not us because our dog's not fat anymore. (laughs) Woo! That is us. Celebration. No, he's not. He's Mm. not. Listen. Well, I'm still fat. (laughs) (laughs) See, see, it doesn't work both ways, apparently. But there's two owners. Mm -hmm. And I would like to say that because Phil is not as fat anymore, Uh that I can take some of that credit. And that that means that I'm not. We both did it, though. No, yeah, we did it together. But Mm. I'm just saying this is a good sign. Just like we'll do with our fat kid. 
No, 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 we're not having. No. When we put them on a diet, just like we did with our dogs. No, 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 no. This is the thing. What I'm saying is the fact that we have gotten better at managing Phil's diet means that we will be better equipped when it's time for us to have kids. Mm-hmm. And I said that in our first how many, episode. How many, how many food pellets do you give a child, though? Mm-hmm. Cause, Five. Because we gave, because we were giving Phil too many food pellets. I want to know. Well, and do, was it like, like lamb and rice formula for an infant or is <laughs> this rice formula it's disgusting. I mean um I don't know listen I just I was trying to say something positive about us that our dog is getting in better shape and people want to know we got a tweet from snarky spice which I think is such a good twitter handle and she asked how is Phil's diet going is he still mad at you and this is a perfect update. Mm-hmm. His diet is going great. His little harness is a little loose. Yeah, he's he's lost a good amount of weight. He looks fantastic. I'd say he probably lost a total of like maybe four pounds. Phil is officially a thirst trap. Yeah, he's, I don't know what that means. but A thirst trap means that when people see them, well, you know what thirsty means, right? Yeah, yeah. Thirsty means like, ooh, that person is like desperate. desperate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so if someone is a thirst trap, they get all the thirst. They get they cause the thirstiness. Exactly. Mm-hmm. The thirst just just comes to them. Like it's never getting quenched. Oh, here I'm passing you some water. It's so meta. You're thirsty. Oh yeah. I can't <laughs> even think about that. <laughs> you looked at me like subconsciously, it really probably reminded about? me that I need some water. Um, do you think that Phil is still mad at us? I think that he's acclimated to the diet. He's acclimated to the diet. He doesn't want to listen to me at all anymore though. I mean, well, also, I've been working a lot lately. I think he gets upset when I don't come home and give him attention. I'm away a lot. He just He's just like, if that's how you're going to be, I'm I'm going to be the same way to you. Yeah. I'm not going to listen to you. I'm not going to be your your best friend. <laughs> I'm, not gonna, I'm not doing this if you're not going to be there for me. It works both ways. So. Oh, but, like, isn't that kind of cute, though? Like It is. And I, it's it's cute when I win him back over. Yeah. You know, it's cute when, when I take him out on his own without Kaya and, you know, and I give him special attention and then he starts listening and I remind him how it works when I give him commands on a walk and things like that and he actually does start to fall in line because he appreciates the Aww. the extra attention I'm giving him. That's and then so cute. I cannot wait sleep. till we can put our kids on leashes. <laughs> do, do, do people still do that? Um, I don't know. I think my I think my mom told me at one point that she she had me on a child leash. She did? At some point, yeah. Oh Which, she had God. four of us and we were just nightmares. <laughs> and I mean, I would, I mean... I don't blame her. I got to be honest with you. I don't. I remember how you we acted. Heard of boys as as children, and and I don't blame her for putting tying us to something. You know. <laughs> <laughs> what are um, someone actually asked about middle school memories? This is mm. Alex at the TV test wanted to know about middle school. Our worst middle school memories. What was that? TVT. At TVT. Yeah, we love him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He wrote, yeah, a, he, he cool. wrote a little story about the best podcast and put us on there, which was very cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was awesome. So he wants to know about worst middle school stories, and I think that that kind of is related to you and your brothers. Do you have any, like... <laughs> I was I was in middle school when I was on that leash. <laughs> when I was tied to a stake in the yard. Well, I mean, I'm just thinking, like, childhood stories. Didn't you, didn't you break one of your brother's arms? No, one of my brothers broke one of my legs. What? Yeah, I was I was a very small child. We were playing. He was not much older than me. I mean, way too young to be. Which held wait? Which one was it? Accountable. The older one. Oh my god! I don't want to give any names because okay. not naming they're any... all in witness protection. Not naming any names. But um, 
But yeah, I but I was so small and he was so small that it really didn't matter. But we used to we used to do serious damage to each other. No broken bones, no Yeah, well uh, a broken leg. Yeah, well a broken leg, but that was I mean we had That was an accident. We had two stairs down to our den area and I fell down them when we were playing around. But I was like two years old and he was maybe three years old. So Well, if you had been on leashes, <clears throat> maybe that's when they decided they need to tie us up. <laughs> <laughs> we couldn't be trusted. They put a stake in the yard and they they tied Patrick to it. And, and they you were gave fine. me they gave me lamb and rice formula and I came out just fine. I'm you know, five, went to law school. Five pellets a day made you the man that you are exactly. right now. Put some hair on your chest. Do you have any and your back. do you have any um terrible middle school stories? I think I think all of middle school is a terrible story. Not just for me, but I think for everybody. It's all awkward and weird. I, you know, I was teaching a class with middle schoolers, and there were kids that were six foot eight and kids that were four foot two, you know, kids that still had baby teeth that hadn't fallen out, oh and God, grown adults that were capable of doing all sorts of things that adults are capable of doing. It's just the most, it's just the strangest mix. And, and the motto then in, in middle school amongst middle school teachers was basically if you can get them through middle school without letting them hurt themselves, you've done your job. Well, they don't I, even try to teach. I, read, I mean, they try, but you know, <laughs> they, they don't expect much of it to really get through. Um, this American Life did a story about middle schoolers. I wish I could remember the name of the episode if you just Google middle school and this American Life. But it was really interesting because it was all about how your brain at that age is literally like, the most it's act, just a mess. it is just like the worst time for your brain yeah. in like your entire history because it, your hormones are just like way out of control mm -hmm. and you're also picking up on all these social cues and and that's when like you know you start to have sexual attraction to people and mm. your body's changing happened and... way sooner than that for me really yeah i remember i was i was you know i was like digging on women when i was really five yeah what? five is when i started are you kidding me? Were you like picking? not a joke? That's not a joke. That's so weird. Yeah. I can't. I can't even remember that point in my life when I thought like when I thought guys were cute or that I was interested. Oh my god! I was in love with my kindergarten teacher. Really? I was in. Her name was Miss Zerbel. I was so in love with this woman. <laughs> I was so in love with her. And if you had a message for her, if she is listening right now, what would you tell her? Miss Zerbel. <laughs> This is very serious. Patrick is really composing himself right now. It's kind of hilarious. I know things got rocky when I called you Miss Gerbil, and you said it hurt your feelings and it wasn't very nice. And I know I moved on to first grade and that really ended things between us. But we were good together. Come back to me. Um. Well, <laughs> I really hope that she That's hears fine. that she hears that message and that it goes out to her. No, but to, I mean, I mean, honestly, honestly, it was we were through. <laughs> she was she was all she was all picture books and counting to 10 and I was just I was ready for something more you know well and then it really solidified it when she didn't give you the right ninja turtle valentines right yeah I doubt she even gave me a valentine's day that would look like favoritism that even though we knew we knew what was going you. on um, I'm trying to think of uh, bad middle school memories I had what at the time was like the world war three of friendship endings I don't know. I don't know if this happens with boys. Triad friendships don't work 
right? Does that happen with you? Where like there's three friends and then there's the 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 primary friend. There's that you can't maintain because two friends are always going to be closer. Right. And and a third is always going to feel left out or ostracized. So it's it's not it's and the the triad dynamic is a is a power dynamic. No, see that's not what for me it's never been like that. There's always been one friend that the other two always want to be close to. Like the the primary friend likes the glue. That's that's a little bit of a different scenario because. Because my best friends were a little triad of friends, right? But we're also, you know, we've we've been friends since fifth grade. So you're more like three musketeers. We're like we're the three amigos. Three amigos. Don't insult oh, me. Okay. Oh, okay. Sorry. Okay. You are three amigos. We're like not the three amigos, but but we trust each other a lot, and we have no reason to be, you know, to to look up to one versus the other. You right. Know, we all went. Th- we we all come from the same place. Well, so. I had a primary uh, a triad friendship in middle school that completely ended over a were bad Were you at the joke. top of the at the little no, triangle? No, I was not at the top of the triangle. Who, so I, you were the thirsty you were one of the two thirsty friends. <laughs> I was the thirsty friend. Um and I remember we were in geography class. Gosh, it is so weird to even think about these things. But at one time, like geography class, like geography <laughs> class, I don't remember anything from that class. P.S. Um, there was a time in every girl's life where a girl becomes, I'm not a girl, not yet a woman, and where girls <laughs> want to. I love that you picked up so quick. I yeah, mean, it was. It's seamless, seamless. seamless. Um, where girls actually want to get their period. God, if I could go back, I'd be like, don't do it. Don't ever get your period. You never had a choice. Right. But at that time, you really want your period. So Uh, one of the girls in the triad friendship got her period. And was it the one at the top of the triad? No, it was. She was one of the supporting legs. Uh, She was not the primary friend. She was like my nemesis. Yeah. Mm -hmm. She was at the base of the pyramid. And this other girl's the top. And she got her period. And we were in geography class, and the assignment was to name all of the oceans. And I thought in a moment of just, like, genius joke making that I would label the Red Sea. And I, like, looked at the girl, and I was like, hey, 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 the Red Sea. And, I mean, I was only <laughs> saying it because I was jealous. Mm-hmm. Um, and it literally destroyed the friendship. She was like, I'm never talking to you again. Wow. And it was, like, so bad. And it was, like, this huge drama. That's so sad. But, no, but she didn't want it though. She was she became no, she self-conscious was, she, about it once well, she had it. She was she or was what? yeah, I mean in retrospect, it was really it was a shitty move because <laughs> you know, it's this thing that you it's like adulthood. You say you want adulthood and then you get it and you're like, "Oh, taxes." Yeah. No, you're like, like give this back. It's like I, I do this. not want this. And that's what the period was like. It was something that we all talked about. Like I remember being in class and being like, "Oh, oh, I think I'm getting it right now. I'm getting it." And then I would like run out of the room and then I'd be like, oh, no, no, I didn't get it. And then when she got it, <laughs> she's serious. Yeah, I'm really, I, I, I guarantee you that wow. there are girls listening who are thinking that they had the exact same experience. And this was what happened to her. As soon as she got it, she realized it really sucked. And us, me, teasing her about it ended our friendship. Mm. And it was like a really big deal. It was like the worst moment of my middle school career because I lost her friendship and the primary friend. You got kicked out of the triangle. I got kicked out of the triangle. Oh, Um, my God. They lit a Barbie on fire and put it in my locker. Wow, that's some mean girl shit. It was mean. Wow. It was mean. That's really intense. It was mean girl shit. Our parents had to get involved and come to school. (laughs) And it was terrible. It was really, really bad. Girls are brutal. Yeah, we are. Like, don't mess around with us. Which is interesting because another study recently showed that 
girls get higher marks in school because they're better behaved. You know what? I, I don't even know. The ones, that, the ones that are not behaving are they're like off the charts. Well, here's the thing. I don't even know that it's that better behaved or like girls are off the charts. I think that we when it comes to in my experiences, like arguments with girls, it's like more psychological. You know mm. what I mean? Like a melted Barbie in mm-hmm. your in your locker. You really thought hard about that, huh? I didn't put it in the lock. I, I felt something when I saw that. It wasn't like a fist fight. It was like, ooh, like in the gut, like a melted Barbie. Like she hates me. Like this is my future. You know what I mean? Like it's more like conniving. Like we're going to get, we're going to spread rumors about you and like that type of stuff. And yeah. And those things you can get away with and still be a good student. Like, you can talk a lot of shit and still be a good student. But your parents had to come to school for this. Yes, they did, but I kept my grades in check. It's not the same as, like, fighting. You Mm. know what I mean? And that's not to say that girls don't fight, but I think that we can be manipulative and devious and still get our work done. So that's why we get better grades. (laughs) (laughs) That's why we're better students. I I remember when I got my first chest hair. What? Yeah. Yeah, well, you're talking about your, you know, your period and everything and, like, getting that. I remember I got my first one. I was so proud of it. I showed it to all my friends, too. And uh, and it was it was one, and it was long. It was, like, it was like an inch and a half long, and it was Do just Do you still one. have it? Well, uh, yeah. I, take your pick. I mean, at this point, I, I'm sure he's in there uh, somewhere, but he's really blended in. <laughs> it's really... Really managed that, to blend in. That is, wait, how old were you when you got your first oh, chest God. hair? You know, I don't know because we went to a middle school, high school combination. I doubt it was in any of the middle school grades. I'm going to guess it wait, was. Wait, was this, was this when we were at school together? Yeah. Oh my God. That's why I had my first chest so hair. So funny. And the, the crazy thing about it is it, it would, it would, I don't know, I'm, I'm assuming it would fall out and then it would appear somewhere else. Like it would like. It would migrate? Right. Yeah. Pretty much. It'd move around. It was always like, like. We're moving south. Right. It was always hovering like right around the nipple. But, <laughs> but like it would disappear from one and it would pop up at the same length. You know, it would suddenly be this inch and a half long single hair on the, on the outskirts of my areola, but it'd be on the other nipple now. On the outskirts. Would... <laughs> That's just so funny. Cause it literally sounds like, like he was moving. He did. He was like, you know what? The kids are growing up thinking about moving out south of the areola. It's a beautiful property out there. South side of the areola. I think we can afford it now. There's a mole that I've heard a lot of big things, big things about. And I would really like to check that mole out and just see what's going on over there. The weather is beautiful. There's a rainy season. Like, what? I don't know. I just... I was just trying to keep like I don't you know can't what the rainy season is. I don't like sweat maybe. Okay. A sweaty season? No. Mm, okay, I'm yeah. sure. Yeah. Mm. All right. Well, listen. <laughs> I I tried to keep the joke going. Sorry, that was my fault. I killed it. Yeah. All right. Whatever. Well, I would love to hear more about that chest hair <laughs> off the air. <laughs> That's do so funny. Other, do we have other questions? Um. Uh, no, I don't think we I have. There was wasn't there something else? I don't have any more questions. Do you have questions from from previous times? No, I, I, I tweeted and asked people to send us in questions. I guess this is a good time to say that if you're listening right now, tweet us. Hashtag last name basis or last name underscore basis. We would love to hear from you. Um, I, <laughs> I, um, this is actually kind of gross. 
Should I should I tell you about this gross thing? I yeah, think, of course. I think we it, always talk about gross things. We talked about edible buttholes. We talked about uh, <laughs> selling your poop. Selling your poop. We we you know we enjoy the nether regions. <laughs> um. So there is a new device that's in beta testing called the Wank Band. This mm. is not a joke. This is very serious. It is a wearable device that captures the kinetic energy created. When you indulge in self-love, which is why it's called. <laughs> That's why it's... You had to say it that way, though. <laughs> when I think about you, I touch myself. Um, and what happens when you touch yourself wearing this band is that it makes energy and you can use it to charge your electronics. You can charge your... You can... <laughs> so you can charge your phone. You can charge your, your lover's vibrator. No, you can charge like your phone. Oh, I just like the idea of like your you busy pleasuring yourself to charge your lover's. I mean, if so that that's can, what if that's what you want to do, that's selfless right there. That's love. Yeah, it's self love for the pleasure <laughs> no, of someone not, else. <laughs> yeah, it's like a little love fest. You know, that's not new technology. First of all, the it's use not? of kinetic. No, they've got they've got all sorts of stuff. I don't know how many of them are actually out on the market, but basically, same principle. But applied to everything from, you know, like shoes to to uh, uh, jackets. Um, but this one, but this one's different because it's about masturbating. That's the only. It's just a marketing thing. It's like okay, so we we have this technology. It exists in other ways <laughs> and other ways that are more useful because presumably you're moving around more than you're. Ma- hopefully, you're yeah. walking around more than you're masturbating <laughs> in a given day. For some people, for some people, this might be. You know, a better reason to stay at home and not go anywhere. I don't think people need encouragement <laughs> to charge their electronics. <laughs> I don't think people need encouragement to well, masturbate. It's good for the environment. Is it? Yeah, because you're gonna charge. You know, charge. What stuff. kind of what kind of charge are you gonna get? <laughs> what kind of charge are you gonna are you gonna generate? I mean, you're really gonna go from like forty nine percent to fifty one percent on your phone, like oh your battery. Oh my god! I mean, honestly, I just think that this is like the funniest. If you thing. get more than five percent on your battery on your phone battery, you're risking chafing. Ew! That is so gross. You know, I'm just putting it out there. It's well, not, uh, these I, are things that need to be thought about. Well, if you're gonna wear the wank band, if anyone is interested, wank band, we would love to have you as a sponsor. We love. Helping the environment. No, thank you. No, we're not. We're not having a sponsor. I know you're all no? about the environment, Fran. But... I think this is. You know what I mean? Like this is new technology. It's cutting edge. It's on the forefront of what? Masturbation. I mean, yeah, something that you know people can do for themselves. You help yourself. You help your phone. Like I mean, it's something. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Listen. All I'm saying is that if anyone in our audience is interested, they are testing this product right now. You can go online and look up Wank Band and put your name on a list and they will contact you and you could possibly be in the trial group. No? <laughs> Listen, I don't want to do it. I'm just I just am passing that information along to uh-huh. anyone else who is interested in it. I think it's a I think it's a ridiculous idea. I think it's useless. I think it's just a marketing tool. Yeah. Well, I mean, whatever. They, it worked. It worked because I'm talking about it. So That's that's true. Uh, you know what? Relatedly, they recently did another study about the average penis size. Okay. They do these like every couple years. There's another study. How many people, people always want to know <laughs> if they measure up? <laughs> oh. just, they, that was true. They, I know, they but that was a really good pun. Thank you. 
You're welcome. They constantly want to know. Why? You know. Who wants to know this? Guys want to know. Who wants to know? Who wants to know? Do you know that song? No. Are you Is it by Metallica? <laughs> Are you a monkey? Are you kidding <laughs> I don't remember who sings the song, but I just know. Who wants to know? Who wants to know? Um, who? No, honestly, though, who wants to know? <laughs> who wants to know this? I'm just like a human jukebox. You gotta, you gotta scale back on the musical interludes. I just think a it's great. Bit. I think it's great. I enjoy. I do enjoy them. No, but really though, who who is desperate to know this information? Come on, it's 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 you know it, it's sex appeal. People want to know. A guys want to know because they want to know if they're like sufficient. Because especially young men are always concerned whether or not they you know they they make the cut. Or, uh, you know, are, are like, you know, where they stand in that respect with the ladies. Whatever. Just get over it. Own whatever you have. You know what I mean? Rock out. Whatever you have, just own it. I think I think that's, I mean, I think that's going to happen anyway. <laughs> yes, it is yours. <laughs> it's it's yours. yours. You're stuck with it's it. Yours. It's yours. attached it's, to you. It's yours, and you can do whatever. Do what you want, what you want with my body. Oh, sorry. I, I just, you just told me not to do musical interludes. Here's what I'm saying is that, like, I just don't understand what the purpose of knowing what everybody else like. I just mm. I talked about this actually on my YouTube channel recently. Don't compare yourself to anybody else. Like, why? What does that get you? So, you know what the average is. So what you can feel better about yourself and be like, yeah, I'm bigger than other people. Or you can feel sad and be like, oh, no, I don't mind. You know, I don't have it like. Mm -hmm. Like what? What do you gain from that? You gain absolutely nothing. It just makes you feel sad. Yeah, people do things like that all the time. Where they don't stand to gain anything uh, by looking at, say, what other people are doing and what right. other people have accomplished. Keep your like... eyes on your urinal. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, that's I don't. Well, I'm you're just not saying. To be... I'm just saying. Like, don't look over at what somebody else is doing. Right. There's just no. There's really no reason. Yeah. And, I, and so I, I just I just want to say the people that put together that study. Shut up. <laughs> stop, stop. Mind your business. You have such strong feelings about something. Mind your business. That deals with, <laughs> that applies to the, the opposite sex. Well, all I'm saying is that, like, I just don't, I don't think that that's appropriate. Mm -hmm. and, I, and it really bothers me. I don't know. I right. guess something, you know, what we were talking, who was the guy that we were talking about who said something about how, like, being gay is a choice? And he went on this whole rant about how if you've been to prison, that just proves being gay. Oh, yeah, that was Ben Carson. Okay, he is a perfect example of somebody that needs to mind their own business. Why the hell are you worrying? Wait, 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 wait. Let me just point out that this is a really interesting example because you're talking about this guy talking about gay people. Right. And you're talking about this article that deals with men's bodies. Right. And what I'm saying is is that like you should worry. Are you worry... saying that you should be minding your own business right now? No. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm sure you're not. No. Here's what I'm saying. It's not not like okay. Ugh, let me just go back. Okay. What I'm saying is that you should not worry about what someone else if if the person's not breaking the law or mm. hurting themselves or hurting anyone else, I just don't know what the point is in thinking about it. You know what I mean? Like or or, or like passing judgment or Comparing yourself and this dude gets on television and says that he thinks that being gay is a choice because men who go into prison have homosexual relationships or or have sex with other men and that means it must be a choice. 
okay, you know what? Even if it was a choice, which I don't believe it is, why the hell does it matter to you? You are straight. No one, no one wants to know or cares about who you are having sex with. So why, why are you thinking about who other people put their stuff in? Like what? Like mind your business. Like I just don't understand. You know what I mean? Like I, I never think about who somebody else is sleeping with. I don't think about it. Right. Well, I, I think, I think they're. Well, Why would he say that? You've covered, Tell me. You've covered a lot of ground, um, and I'm not really sure what we're talking about at this point. But I will say, to uh, as far as what his comments, a um, my understanding is that is that the science doesn't back that up. That the, that, that homosexuality or sexuality period is a choice. No. B. Uh, my experience with talking with people who are gay have suggested overwhelmingly that it's it's not a choice that they were they were born gay and that's the way they've always been I was born this finally way. he failed he fails to <laughs> cutting you off just like anyway <laughs> i had to um uh yeah and and he's he's a former neurosurgeon so he should be a little smarter than this he's like a brain surgeon yeah and he's an author and he's he's been around i mean he has some credentials in terms of intelligence but but that just goes to show you that being book smart does not mean that you are common sense smart because I do not understand. Well, even in this case, this doesn't make any sense because in this case, being book smart and being up on the on the science uh, would suggest that he should know that. Right. Would suggest the opposite of what he's saying. But I think he's also concerning prisons. It It, it is really foolish because it he fails to differentiate the uh, you know, between a sexual act and a sexuality. Exactly. Even even assuming that you're in prison and the act is is consensual because I mean yeah, exactly. I think a lot of prison sex is is not consensual. Um but assuming that it is, there's a difference between needing to needing sort of a an outlet for your sexual and urges. wanting to be in like a relationship with a member of the same sex. And and I think when it when it comes to common sense Common sense tell, would tell you that no one would choose to be a member of an oppressed group of people. This country does not treat gay people very nicely. So why in the hell would you wake up and say, you know what, I'd really like to have my rights denied. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to be able to donate blood or get married or be able to get fired because of who I love. I want to deal with people giving me weird looks in the street. Why would anybody choose that lifestyle i mean it just it makes no sense oh p.s mind your business like why do you care <laughs> you really, you really, <laughs> it really i hope ben carson you're is really listening. into this i, I am into this because i just don't understand it just makes no sense it just always seems to be i don't know i feel like these people who have like really outdated ideas about homosexuality they spend all their time thinking about it like Phil Robertson, the guy from the Duck Dynasty show, mm-hmm. he's always talking about gay sex. And it's really? like, always. Yeah, he's I like, definitely don't watch they, that show or they, know anything about that man. I don't watch the show either, but he has numerous times given interviews where he's talked about gay people and said that they are deviants and they do X, Y, and Z. And you would have to be a deviant to have sex like this. And every single time it happens, I'm like, bro. Why are you thinking about how someone else, I just, how does that affect you? It doesn't affect you at all. And Mm -hmm. I just think at the end of the day, people would be a lot happier and more productive if they worried about what they were doing Mm -hmm. instead of worrying about what somebody else was doing in the bedroom, in their jail cell or whatever. Mm -hmm. Just. They would, and they would never, 
have to confront the fact that their penis is smaller than the average penis. Exactly. They they wouldn't have to think about it because they would just think about what they have and that would be fine. The end. I just think that world would be a happier place if that happened. But you know our listeners right now are like, so what is the <laughs> They're like, so what? Uh, can Fran do a backflip so that we can get to that? Yeah. I don't think we should share the this, huh. this statistic. Well, you're in luck because I didn't actually read the uh, the actual average. I was I was already having a bad day. It was too risky. <laughs> <laughs> you're, like, I'm gonna, you're like I'm gonna mind my business and not find I was out. Like, what I'm it not is. I'm not stepping into this. I don't I don't you know. I've already been stressed lately. <laughs> that's really funny. No, that's not true. I read it. <laughs> <laughs> How could you not? And the guys out there will will uh, will recognize that it doesn't matter. And for me especially, I'm married. I know that you know that. Things are good between us. We're happy. Yeah, and so uh, and so it, it especially has no place in my life. But I always want to know. You got to know. I I don't know. I think that that why torture yourself and why why set yourself oh. up to either be disappointed or like is your ego that fragile that you need to know so that you can feel better? I think I think a lot of guys, especially young men who are new to the dating scene and don't really understand. You know, when you're a teenager, that sort of thing, especially. There, the your ego is really that fragile in that sense for a lot of people. Yeah. But the other thing too is, and 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 this is kind of positive, is that these studies, this one in particular, as well as as well as other ones that I've read in the past, always have the same things. You know, they always have the same sort of conclusions, which is, a, it doesn't seem to matter significantly to women. Right. Like there's the actual size. Well, and you know what? Can I just like. Which is really positive. So they always end up with this like, hey, look, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. But here's the information. Well, and I just want to say, side note, I'm glad that you mentioned that because this whole conversation is like super heteronormative. I hope that I said that right. In that we're only talking about like heterosexual relationships. We're only talking about. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. Cis people. And and I think that that's the problem with these studies is because they they only talk about a very narrow view. And in reality, the gender spectrum is so varied. And I, I, I think that these types of studies, I don't understand who they benefit because, again, they're so narrow in mm-hmm. scope and, and it doesn't, like, don't compare yourself. Love who you are. Just like love, <laughs> yeah. love what you have. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, just right. love. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how big it is. It can still power your phone <laughs> if you wear the little bracelet. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> just love okay, yourself. Okay. On and, that note, let's keep moving. Come and on. Mind your business. <laughs> okay. Just do it. Um, and speaking of minding your business, and that's right, I did do a really bad transition. <laughs> speaking of minding your business. Speaking of bad transitions and minding your business, um, Pat Robertson, who hosts the 700 Club, which is like this Christian evangelical TV show, he went on this rant about people that smoke weed and people that drink, and he said that they are enslaved to vegetables. They are the, they are the <laughs> slaves of vegetables? Is that what I heard? Yeah. He said that addiction is contrary to God's will and that man has been dominated by vegetables oh because God. cocaine is a product of vegetable. Alcohol mm-hmm. is the product of a vegetable. That's true. Marijuana is a vegetable. It's, yeah, it's definitely a plant. And that we are enslaved <sighs> to vegetables. And why? Why oh would you want to be a slave to a vegetable? That just that just changed my whole perspective that on just shit. Blew your mind. Wow, it, you know he's right. 
I mean, <laughs> what? the vegetables have pretty much taken over when you think about it. Have they? Look at this. The paper that this these <laughs> notes are printed on, those are trees. This fiber right here. But wait, wait, wait. Is a tree a vegetable? That's what I'm not understanding. Like, well, we, well, 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 well. Are we crying. talking about food groups or are we talking about vegetable in terms listen, of plants? I'm t- listen, I'm going off well, of I don't think marijuana said. is a food group. It's not. It's not and a vegetable. It doesn't fall into a so, food group. Right. So, so uh, to say. And beer is probably is is made wheat. by Wheat, right? Plant, but that's is that like a, is, that's not a vegetable. But this, it's a it's a starch. If you're talking about a food group, right? But that's right? not a vegetable. Or like vodka is potato. So based. maybe Pat Robertson should mind his damn business because he doesn't even know what his vegetables are. Um, cocaine is a product of a vegetable. I, what vegetable? The uh, cocoa leaf. Oh, should have known that one, huh? I'm pretty sure that's the case, right? I don't. Or is know. the cocoa leaf? Yeah, it's it's a cocoa leaf because they chew on them. If know. you go to South America, you can get them and you just like, you'll just, I have just a song. I have a song buzz. that I could have sang, but I didn't. <sighs> you know what? I'm not sure about that. I think maybe they're not actual. I don't know. Okay. I don't really know a whole lot about cocaine. To here's, be fair. here's the question. Uh-huh. Do you believe that we've been enslaved by vegetables? I, I do now. And are you willing that, to give your life up to vegetables? Mr. Roberts said as much. Yeah, I think we are. I think we are slaves to vegetables. And I think. I think that celery <laughs> is the cruelest of all the slave masters. Really? Why? Yes. I think that celery is kind of fragile and... It is, but that's why it has to assert itself. That's why it's so aggressive and, and so violent. And and also celery is easy, easily impressionable. Did you ever do that science experiment where you put the celery in food coloring and then it like draw, drew up the color and changed colors? Yes. That's not someone I would want in charge of slaves. He just changed his mind yeah, tomorrow. Celery he's friend. green one day. He's red the next day. You know what I'm saying? Like you can't put lives in the mm. hands of celery. No, because it makes him. It makes it. It makes him celery a really good spy. Because oh, because you just know. You never know. You don't know. You don't know that that celery. You thought it was like. I don't. Mm. I mean, that is. You bring up a really. You, know. you. You know what though? I would have thought. But also, celery isn't isn't in charge. Don't get me wrong. Celery's cruel and heartless and just angry. If any vegetable was gonna rise up, I would say it was gonna be the tomatoes because I saw that movie, The Killer Tomatoes. Yeah. And those things were vicious. No, it's not. Yes, they were in the movie, but tomatoes are not taking over the world. If Why? anything, because they just oh, don't have it in them. Because technically, technically, they're a fruit. <laughs> There's that avocados as well. I think avocados are fruit. I think so. Yeah, I think technically they're fruit. Oh, okay. I'm not entirely sure. Hmm. Um, but but well, now again, I think. Uh, and I'm sure if we asked Ben Carson, he'd say well, you could choose to be a fruit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good, right? I think that was. I thought that was good. Yes, that was genius. Um, listen, I think I, I think that. That yams would probably be the the controllers. They would be the highest ranking. Yams or sweet potatoes, drivers. or are they the same thing? No, the American version of yams. We call them yams. They're really sweet potatoes. A yam yam is is huge. It's the thing that they have. I'm more, the I'm more of a yams yam. <laughs> yams. <laughs> I'm more of a yams man. That yam. He's he's a real yams yam. <laughs> um, you really think that yams yeah. would be the one to dominate us and enslave us? I think I don't know why. I think so. They're, they're big they're 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 you know beefy they're strong you know they're they're a harder vegetable you know i don't know i would say a beet is tougher than a yam i don't think so have you ever they're tried also to, small have you ever tried to cut a beet you ever tried to cut a yam yes not a sweet potato i've tried to, i have cut hmm I, you know I, I don't know this is really a tough one i would say 
I would say, well, this is why I would think that a beat would be a better slave driver because beets are dirty. <laughs> but there are, of, there are a lot they of are dirty, dirty vegetables they out there. They are dirty vegetables, and you can't trust them. Can't trust a beet. Yeah, and they're constantly staining things. You can't get a, you can't get a beet from a plate to a mouth Mm-mm. without staining some clothes. I mean, they're tasty. Don't get me wrong, but they, they have that like musty taste. Yeah, they, they do. It they taste like, taste like the taste... dirt that they grew in. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like if they were in charge... They would do like some really like underhanded stuff. Yeah, they're willing. They're willing to play so foul mm-hmm. that they'll they'll write. It's like House of Cards style. Yeah, they're just you can't trust them. Yeah, they will stab you right in the back. So you know, I think that the moral of the story here is that Pat Robertson knows what he's talking about. I think he's onto something. We, we are we are enslaved by vegetables, and it's really time for us to rise up. What about vegans, man? Vegans are the worst. They bought in. Yeah, that's what it was. They they've given up. They're, they're like, if you can't beat them, join them. They're complete. Might, might, as well, might as well just become vegetables. <laughs> they're this turncoats. Is like the most ridiculous conversation. <laughs> Who gave us microphones? And I like honestly, whose idea was that? I honestly love that we really committed. Like I don't know. That's like that's why I love you. Like you're just silly and weird. You know, like. Who else would who else would indulge such a ridiculous conversation? Oh my god, we have a lot of silly moments. Like when we were like when we were lying in bed the other night watching the police lights play across the ceiling. We were looking <laughs> at it like it was like they were like constellations in there or we were we were looking at clouds and finding shapes. And we were like, and, "Oh, look, hmm. some, something happened this on the block." A, there's a silhouette of a man on the hood of the car. <laughs> oh my god. It's so funny. Oh, look, he's spreading his legs in accordance with the officer's commands. <laughs> Here's the thing is that before we moved into our neighborhood, you know, we lived in a really quiet area, like very suburban, not a lot of noise going on. We moved to our neighborhood I swear that there is a person on the street corner every single day who's just like, blah, 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 like <laughs> just making all of this noise. And it's I, it's definitely a noisier area. But now I don't even he- I don't even hear the gunshots anymore. I sw- <laughs> like honestly, like a gunshot happens and I'm just like, like I don't even it doesn't even phase me. Uh, yeah, I don't think you're hearing gunshots, Fran. Um, you're not. Yeah, you're I not. have. You might ha- you, maybe you have heard some gunshots, but mm-hmm. I don't. But think I'm what I'm saying generally. I don't. Gunshots. I don't hear them anymore. Well, maybe it's because they're not there. There aren't any gunshots to hear. Mm, I don't know. I, I mean, I'm just saying. You just assume that <laughs> you just assume guns are being fired outside of it's our like apartment. It's like Fourth of July, and I'm like gunshots <laughs> everywhere. People are just th- doing fireworks. But people love to sing. I people tend to sing a lot more in our area now. Um, oh, all the time. They're always singing, and they're so. But they sing with their headphones in, so they can't hear themselves. Mm. So they sound just. They're just mumbling. The the people who are rapping are the worst. Yeah. Because they because <laughs> they rap and they get like the last word in each line. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's how I rap. I'm like a faux beastie boy. I'm like stop and shop, cop, shop, <laughs> set down, open up shop, roll. Go. You know that song. Right? Yeah, but that was actually. The... Yeah, those are actually. Those are, I just, I just said cop and stop and drop, example. and then I know. Usually, okay. I just know like one word mm-hmm. at the end of every song. That's what. That's how I rap. I, I saw a guy the other day. He was rapping along to himself. He was playing out loud on his phone, or it wasn't even a phone. He had like a speaker or something like that, and he was playing something. 
that it had to be him because it was it, a it was awful. <laughs> B he was awful. He was C, listening to his own mixtape. He was rapping along to his own his own tape, his own his own recording, what? and he sounded terrible in in both live and recorded. <laughs> but he sounded exactly like he did recorded live. I mean, he sounded it was uncanny. Oh my gosh, there are always like the weirdest stuff happens in our neighborhood. Like here's what I don't understand. Why is it that when someone is in the middle of eating a large plate of chicken that they decide to just put it on the sidewalk in our neighborhood? <laughs> They're like, you know what? I've had enough of this chicken. I'm just going to leave it right here on the sidewalk. Yeah, they leave whole plates of food out there. There's like a little there's like a little alleyway behind like one of the buildings where we walk. I don't walk the dogs there anymore for this very reason. There is someone who will put like full plates of food out there. And it'd be one thing if they were like leaving them for homeless people or something like that, maybe. But these are plates of food that are out there for days and days at a time, Mm. going through like all the elements, all Mm. the snow. And it's like a foot away from a garbage can. And this person's just like, you know what? I'm really done with like this fish head soup. It's always a whole fish. For some reason, there's always a whole fish. And Phil's like, yo, this is the best walk ever. so disgusting. It's the worst. That's pretty bad. I know. Well, welcome to New York. Um, You know, every single time that I have those moments, it makes me think of how glossed over New York is on television. Like, that's the New York you don't see on TV. Mm -hmm. Like, the urine-soaked streets and the fish heads on the corner and, like, the guy rapping to himself. Like... (laughs) <laughs> just, I couldn't believe that. <laughs> I just couldn't believe he was so bad. And the funny part is, he sounded like the other people who are rapping with headphones in and can't hear themselves rapping and don't know the lyrics. He didn't know the lyrics to his own song. No, his own song didn't sound like he knew the lyrics to the song. He was like the recording sounded like somebody who didn't know the lyrics to the song that they were singing That's or rapping. So. Honey. And he sounded exactly like the recording. It was really well, maybe he was confusing. practicing. Maybe he was trying to like get better. <laughs> you don't record that and then <laughs> sing along to it. That's wild, how I, man. That's how I feel about sometimes the subway performers who are like like that one guy at Atlantic Terminal who's playing on like the steel drums, but it sounds like he's practicing. <laughs> like he's like he's like, oh no no, that's not how this works. I think it's <laughs> I'm always like, bro, practice at home mm. and then bring your A game to the subway. If you're going to perform it's genius though in because, the subway station. Because if you're gonna practice, you might as well do it in a subway station and maybe someone will throw you a dollar or two. No, it it's is a highly smart. it is a highly disrespectful. It's certainly Please uh, it's certainly offensive to the Bring ears. your A game if you are gonna perform in the subway. We don't have time you to do like music theory and be like practicing it's just like really rude he didn't know any music theory if he did he would he would be able to put two notes together that he didn't was sound terrible t- he's terrible if you ever go to atlantic terminal definitely check him out we'd love to have you as a sponsor <laughs> <laughs> we'll take what we can get that joke, please we'll take we'll take five percent of your dollars that joke never gets old um well i'm excited because um it's finally starting to warm up and when i say warm up like be like 39 40 <laughs> yes um i not... think we i think we hit 30 we didn't even make it to 40 today did we uh i don't know last time i checked i think it was like 37 it was glorious but here's the thing i definitely think that it feels better it feels great outside but i always see people dressed highly inappropriately in this weather even when it is like 
you know, 40 degrees. It's it's nicer, but there's no reason to have shorts on and flip-flops. And I bring up shorts and flip-flops specifically because you have been known. Oh, me? Yes, I'm talking about you. Okay. Have been known to go to the corner store or go outside to walk the dogs. I'm just I'm just really lazy. I'll suffer the elements okay. instead of having to get the socks and the shoes know. and the pants. You know? I'm not sure if it's laziness. And the only reason that I don't know if it's laziness and bear with me here is I always see white people doing this. I think that this is a white people thing, wearing sandals in the winter. Why? What do you I'm mean by that? I'm just telling you because I've never seen a black person wearing flip-flops I think you think white people outside. do this because you see me do it all the time no, I, and I'm well, white. Well, you are, you, this is my personal scientific study is because when I see <laughs> you people- You have no business the, doing a, a scientific listen, study. When you I are see barred from people, studying things. When I see people on the street doing it, I mentally note, I'm like, mm-hmm, that's some white people shit. I've that, never seen, and that, so I'm asking That is a well-thought-out study. It is, because I have, you are, you it's are my- It's incontrovertible evidence. Well, I have one at home. I have my own- <laughs> You have your own white person. I have one that lives with me, <laughs> and I can confirm- You can study him. Baby, the first, the first <laughs> year we were here, uh-huh. listen, the first year we were here, Patrick did not have a real coat. He wore a leather jacket and it was freezing outside. And he but was like, I'm good. So cool. I'm cool. I'm fine. I'm fine. And I was just like, listen, I, you know, there's no reason for you to have a leather jacket. You could have, you could have bought a coat. You just didn't want to. And I think that there's something in you mm-hmm. that, that makes you resistant to the cold in a way that like, mel- like it's like the melanin factor or something. Cause like for me, I'm freezing cold and you you seem to be fine. You know what I'm saying? You didn't have a hat and then you got a hat and you were like, oh, what this ha- these hats are awesome. <laughs> There's something to these hats. You were like, I understand why people wear hats now. I'm like, yeah, cause and it's fucking boots. cold out. And boots? gloves. You didn't have boots, you didn't yeah, have gloves, you didn't have all, no, of, all of these things. And the, the common factor, this one I'm telling you, this is a scientific study is that I don't see. Is that I was still white the entire you time? Were white the <laughs> no. whole time. That you didn't have, that you weren't po- properly dressed. My God, you are going to get one of these Ig Nobel Peace Prizes. Well, I, I or... think that I've earned it. I have studied something that we all already know. We all know it's white people doing this you've shit. Studied, because... You've studied one white man extensively. No, no, no. I have, every time I go somewhere, every time I, I look around and I say, yep, uh-huh, there's one. The logic there's is There's one wearing shorts. Infallible. And then, you know, they always have um, those those clips of people jumping in, in the ice water. In in the um in the winter, right? They're never black people. Never, I've never seen a black person do that. That's because those people are in like Sweden. Oh, exactly. And that's where it comes from. It's in your blood. <laughs> you, you can I'm not trace Swedish. it. Well, you could probably trace it all the way back there. I'm I'm Hungarian. Okay. Well, aren't how those many close? Hun- how many Hungarians? Two totally different things. They're not even white. I don't identify as white, Fran. You don't? No. <laughs> I was like, this is news to me. I was like, there are some people who've been giving me shit for a while that I would love to ring up. You talked all kinds of trash about me, and it turns out that I didn't even marry a white guy. He's actually not white. Um, I will believe it when you start dressing properly. <laughs> you, when you When you successfully complete the electric slide, never seen you do it. I've done it. No, I've not seen you do. I don't do it anymore. That is like the foundation. That is the foundation of blackness. Like we line dance everywhere. We will line dance at the opening of an envelope. And if you can't line dance, 
then your black card is in danger. So <laughs> and, until you can successfully prove to me that- Which is strange because white people line dance still. No, no, different kind of line dancing. This right, is, but this it's still is, line dancing. In fact, that's the formal mm, line dancing. Well, I would say that they Columbused that for black people. But that is a whole <laughs> nother conversation. You, have, you need to go back to the drawing board on your studies. I'm just telling you, you know what I mean? Like instead I of, instead of instead of going I'm out in the world and studying, start with reading a book. <laughs> read a book, read a book. I've read tons of books, but I also the book of life. You know what I'm saying? Like I I see things, I observe, right. and I guarantee you that there are people listening. I would love to hear from people who have observed white what people you, what in the wild, what? in the wild, not dressed properly for the winter. And I also like to hear from white people who are willing to acknowledge the fact that there are times that they go outside and they're not prepared, and they're smiling and happy. And they're having a good time. They don't see. I'm I'm upset when I'm walking around in the cold. I see people laughing and hugging and just having a grand old time. And and they're wearing like a you know a tube top and and it's just it's offensive. And I really need you to stop. So please, even though it's warming up, you just need to be dressed properly because some of us are offended. Okay, guys. So tweet us and share your stories and observations about white people. Anything that you can think of, no matter how bogus or made up. <laughs> do your own studies. <laughs> do your own study. Your assignment for this week. Go stand in the science corner. Is to go <laughs> go to the science corner uh, and to go out and to, and to observe six white people <laughs> and report your findings back to us. Or, or you can do what Fran has done and you can study one white person. In your own home. Extensively. <laughs> and assume that everything they do is attributable to mm, all white people. How does it feel? How does it feel? <laughs> um, shoes on the other foot, foot now. Um, yeah, I think that I, I think it's smart to encourage our audience and you can tweet us your findings at hashtag last name basis or tweet us individually at Cheska Lee. Tie optional. And we will include some of your findings in next week's show. Thanks so much for listening. Last name basis. Bye.